listening to the official podcast of the Mission Redlands. We are a growing community living out God's radical love. Good morning, everybody. I'm so glad you're here this morning. Who walked in and was like, where's my seat? They moved my seat. They moved my seat. This is not cool. Not cool at all. Awesome. Well, we're, try- we're, we're doing something new today, and, and man, uh, did I not want to do it. I just wanted to say that up front. Um, uh, rest is such a hard thing to take in, to, ex- to experience, to choose, because rest is a choice. And, and for so long, guys, for so long, I have resisted rest. And so my, uh, I was sharing with uh, my, my church planning coach, who uh, his name's Dave Gilmore. He, he spoke on my installation Sunday, and, and uh, he was here, and he did a phenomenal job. But I, I just said, man, I'm just so tired. I cannot get enough sleep. I cannot, you know, I'm always on edge. I feel so full of anxiety that I don't know what to do with myself. And I feel like my church team is tired too. My leadership team, I feel like, I feel like we as a church are just tired. And he said, well, that's because you don't ever rest. You just go and go and go and go and go and go and go until you collapse and then you go somewhere for a weekend and expect, expect to be better, right? And I was just like, wow, that's kind of true. And <laughs> like, I, I kind of do view rest as a destination, like a place like, oh man, I really want to go to the beach and just spend the whole day like relaxing in the sun after two months of nonstop going, 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 going. You know, and so I, I think the Lord has so much more for us when it comes to rest, his rest. And uh, we're going to spend a few, the, the month of July, talking about rest and, and, and the kind of rest that the Lord has in store for us. And, 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 and I'm just going to give you a little spoiler here ahead of time, is that it's not a destination. It's a person. It's a God, the God of rest. God, ha- God himself we find our rest in him. So that's your little spoiler. But I actually, um, I need a volunteer. Uh, one of my younger friends from Children's Church who are in with us today, um, if you don't know, we decided to give our, our volunteers um, the month of July off. Because, like I said, we are just all tired. And, and so I think... Um, I think it's so good for kids to be in service, even though it's a little bit more chaotic and stuff. I just think it is so awesome to hear kids singing and to involve them in the messages and stuff like that. So I need, I need a kid volunteer who likes to draw and can draw fast. What's your name? Black shirt. Justin? Justin, come here. Welcome, Justin. Come on up. So, Justin, can you draw? You can draw, right? 
All right, can you draw fast? Okay, come on, come on. Come stand right here. Let's give you a little bit more room to work with here so you don't fall off the stage. There we go. So I'm going to have you here. Let's just set that down for a second. So I'm going to have you. Perfect. No, that's, that's exactly where I wanted it. Perfect. Um, and so, um, so I, want, I want you to just grab a marker, and I'm going to tell you what to draw, okay? Okay, cool. All right. Can we give it up for Justin? Awesome. All right. So in the beginning, in the beginning, there was God, right? Oh, no, you don't have to draw that yet. Per- Bam. Right. Perfect. Okay, sweet. Perfect. You're way ahead of me, bro. You're way ahead of me. That's awesome. All right. So in the beginning, there was God and and uh, <laughs> And and the and the and, and Genesis one says that the earth was was void and shapeless. And so he called out in a mighty voice that only the creator of life could, and he said, Let there be light. And he created on the first day, day and night. So can you draw symbols for day and night? Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Bam! Bam! Yeah! <laughs> on day two, on day two, there was an expanse over the water. God created this expanse and he called it heaven. We'll draw a picture. Maybe like a. I love it. Good, man. Awesome. Very, yes. My father's house has many rooms, right? There you go. It's a big... Yeah, that's right. That's right. Awesome. And, and day three... Now, this one's tricky, so wait. Wait. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. Now, now day three is a little tricky, so wait, wait for my instructions, okay? So, on day three, God said, let there be waters under the heavens. So he created sea and let dry land appear. And there was earth. Perfect. There's water and and earth. So dry land. Awesome. Booyah. Sweet. Very cool. And also on this third day, God created Uh, He said, let there be vegetation and plants with seed-bearing fruit trees that replicate according to their kind. So all kinds of plants and flowers and twigs and berries for all the vegan people to eat. (laughs) Awesome. Day four. Day four, God was really into lighting. He was really into lighting, and so he didn't go to Ikea, though, to check out their awesome light fixtures. He didn't hire Joanna Gaines to, like, go find him a rustic-looking light fixture or anything like that. No, he, uh, he, 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 created, um, he created these things to govern the day and the night, and these two things, they were two lights, right? And so it was a bright light and a lesser light. 
And so the bright light was the sun, right, which we already have. Perfect, right. And, and the sun governs the day. And the moon, oh, sorry, the dimmer light was the moon, and it governs the night. So we have those already. Awesome job, Justin. Way to go. Um, you were way ahead of me, bro. Um, and then he said, let the waters swarm with living creatures. All kinds of living creatures. So, so can, you, can you draw me some fish or a whale or something? Very cool. Perfect. That's awesome. So let the ocean swarm with living creatures and let, the, let there be birds that fill the skies and leave little droppings on our shoulders. Let them reproduce according to their kind. He told, the, God told them to be fruitful and multiply and fill the seas and sky. So fish, fish and birds. Flying fish, perfect. That's even better. That's better. Yeah. Woo. Awesome, Justin. Sweet. All right. Now, now this, was where, this is where it starts to even get better uh, because this is the day that bacon was made. Um, day six, let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kind, livestock and creeping things and beasts of the earth. So all kinds of different animals including the ones that make bacon. Right? So, so did you draw any animals there? Sweet. Mighty beasts and livestock. Right? Awesome. And things that creep across the, the floor that scare my wife. Perfect. I love it. Okay. And then God said, what's that? Daddy long leg. Perfect. Yeah. Can I get a five? Awesome. Yeah. I love it. Your shirt is awesome. All right. Then God said, then, then this is the pinnacle of creation right here. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. So, so draw, draw. Um, draw us now. Perfect. Okay. See, he drew, he drew God and we are in God's likeness. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, let us make man in our image after our likeness. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him. He created the male and female. He created he created them. So, man and woman. All right, Justin, can we give it up for Justin? Oh, okay, perfect. So, female. Yeah, awesome. Wow, that's Rapunzel right there, man. Sweet, perfect. Awesome. Good job, Justin. All right, I'll take that. Thank you. Yeah. Way to go, pal. All right, so, so Genesis 1, 28 uh, through 31 says this. After, after he created uh, male and female, he said, and uh, Genesis 1 says, And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish and over the sea, 
and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth and every bird of the heavens and everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and, he be, he, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening. And there was morning, and that was the sixth day, right? It, it was very good. He, he beheld everything that he had created, and it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning on the sixth day. And, but after this, God did something really strange. After this, as you're reading these chapters, like, he could have just kept going, right? Um, but... He did something very strange. He, he stopped. He stopped. And Genesis 2, 1 through 3 says this, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished. And while uh, the heavens and the earth were finished, and, and on the seventh day God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. What does that word rest mean? Genesis 2. What, is, what does that word rest mean? What was, why did God need to rest? Was he tired? Why did God need to rest? Was he like exhausted from all of his creative juices flowing, like creating, you know, wild beasts and also, you know, things that would become chihuahuas that people put t-shirts on? Like, you know, like, um, was he tired, you know, from, from, from all this creating? No. The truth is he wasn't tired. He just stopped. And, and Isaiah, like... Do you know that God um, never, like, wakes up grumpy in the morning? God doesn't ever need, like, his coffee before he hears your prayers. Did you know that? Like, he doesn't ever, like, oh, man, I'm really, uh, just let me eat something real quick, and then I'll listen to your prayer, Ricardo. Like, I feel really down today, or my hair is out of place, or whatever. Like, God, God doesn't ever get tired or weary. Isaiah 40, 28 says, Do you not know, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, and he will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. God never gets tired, right? And this word rest in Genesis 2 goes so, 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 so much deeper than just being tired. It goes so much deeper than that. The word rest in this context is translated from the Hebrew word Shabbat, which means to cease or to stop. To cease or to stop. 
And God, God didn't rest because he was tired. Uh, you know, he created all these amazing life-giving things, and he just stopped. And, and today we're starting a new sermon series, as it's already been talked about by, by Michaela. I was actually ready to just, um, like, keep worshiping because Michaela basically gave the message already. So uh, that was so good, Michaela. Awesome job. Um, but today we are starting a new sermon series called Press Pause. And, and why is it so hard in the society we live in to press pause, to, just to stop? Why is it so hard? Like, I think about my life, and, um, you know, I, I've been an Apple customer for probably 15, maybe 20 years, and, uh, and like, now I, I have a watch, an iPad, a phone, and a computer, and all th- four of those things go off at the same time. Everything, every time I get an email, every time I get a text message, you know, if I don't set it to, to, to not go off, right? Um, think about, like, think about going to work, right? Like, how many of you have a commute to work? Like, oh, if I don't get out the door at this time, you know, I'm gonna, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be stuck in so much traffic, and I'm gonna be late to work, and oh my gosh, my whole day is gonna be ruined, and it's gonna be a mess. Like, why is it so hard for us to stop? My son is involved in swimming, he, he like, my, my oldest son, Dylan, he loves swimming. And man, like, I never realized how brutal it is carting the kids around from thing to thing. Oh, we got to go to Adventure Club, and then we got to get to Iwana, and then, you know, or swimming, and, you know, like, bouncing from one thing to the next. Why is it so hard to stop? It's because we live in a society, I feel like, that wants us to go, 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 and never stop. Never stop. Because we live in a society that, that wants us to have that latest iPhone, that wants us, like the iPhone we have right now isn't good enough. We need to have the iPhone 7 Plus, or, or we're not cool anymore, or whatever. And, 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 like, there's just no end in sight to the go, 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 earn more, work harder, make more money so you can buy the next thing so that you can live this better life. When does it stop? When does it stop? The society that we live in is actually not all that different than the society that the Israelites lived under in Egypt. I don't know if you've studied the book of Exodus much. Honestly, I hadn't spent a whole lot of time in Exodus, but I spent uh, the last couple of weeks reading through it and just really diving into it. And essentially, the Israelites, while they were in Egypt, before Moses came and said to Pharaoh, let my people go, they were slaves They were slaves. They were grinding it out day after day after day. They had a quota of bricks that they had to make for the Egyptians. And if they didn't meet that quota or they slowed down or whatever, they were beaten physically. And so God comes to Moses and says, I want you to be my guy. And we're going to lead the Israelites out 
of this slavery together. And so, so God comes to Moses and, and tells him what to do. And, and I always relate with Moses because I'm, I'm like, Moses has a moment where he's like, God, I'm just, like, I'm not that smart. I'm not that articulate. Like, I just don't want to do this. I'm not your guy, you know? And I have felt that so many times in my career, even just today, honestly. And, and God, I'm not your guy, but, but, but God pushes him forward and buddies him up with a guy named Aaron. And so together they go to Pharaoh and in Exodus five, one through nine, uh, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, let my people go so that they may hold a festival to me in the wilderness. Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I should obey him and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, and I will not let Israel go. Then they said, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. Now let us take a three-day journey into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God, or he may strike us with, a, with uh, plagues and with the sword. But the king of Egypt said, Moses and Aaron, why are you taking the people away from their labor? Get back to your work. Then Pharaoh said, look, the people of, of the land are now numerous, and you are stopping them from working. That same day, Pharaoh gave his order to the, to the slave drivers and overseers in charge of the people. You are no longer to supply the people with straw for making bricks. Let them go and gather their own straw, but require them to make the same number of bricks as people as before. Do not reduce the quota. They are lazy. That is why they are crying out. Let us go and sacrifice to our, our God. Make the work harder for the people so that they keep working and pay no attention to lies. So Pharaoh tells his slave drivers, not only are we going to keep, not let them go worship the God of Israel, but we are going to make this work even harder for them. They already had an impossible job, but the whole piece about the straw and the bricks, like where Pharaoh says, we're not going to provide them with straw for the bricks anymore. The straw was very much like rebar with concrete. Like it was like, it's what makes the concrete steady. The, the, the straw was what made the, the bricks stay together so that they didn't crumble apart. And, and so he's like, increase it, make it harder, make it even more impossible for them to go. And, and, <laughs> and so they lived like that. They lived like that, just filling the quota, filling the bottom line time after time after time. And, and, and eventually... Moses comes and leads the people out. God send all, sends all these plagues to Pharaoh, and finally Pharaoh lets them go. And, and there's the whole scene where Pharaoh chases after them, and they, Moses, the Lord parts the Red Sea for the Israelites, and they, and they follow through. And, uh, and, it, and it's amazing. And later on, the Lord gives the Israelites this commandment, and this is really what I want you to latch onto today. It gives, it gives us this commandment of... Uh, of, of the seventh day being holy of rest, for rest. And, and what I want you to grasp onto today is that it's not a, a rule for having the sake of rules. 
You know, it, it, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a command that has a hard heart behind it. This seventh day, this day of rest that we saw the Lord take in this amazing picture right here. On the seventh day, the Lord rested and he set the example for us. And what he's trying to tell us through this commandment is he led us out of that slavery. He led the Israelites out of that slavery. We no longer have to work infinitely. We no longer have to uh, just keep making bricks. We can stop because he led us to freedom. The day of rest is so much more than just a day for recovering from being tired. It's a remembering. It's a day to remember that you are a son or a daughter of the king who has led you to freedom. What does that say about the God that we serve? Because Pharaoh very much likened himself to a God. There are so many quote-unquote small g gods out there that are trying to get us to just keep making bricks. Don't stop. Don't take a breath. Don't realize that these, this boundaryless life is unhealthy. Don't let go of that anxiety you feel inside. Just keep making bricks. But God has so much more for you. Today, today even, there is rest. The concept of rest is a quiet rebellion against our society that we are not what we do. Our identity is not tied to what we do. Maybe it is, but it shouldn't be. I am so guilty of that, guys. We are not what we do. The concept of this rest is a quiet rebellion against that. And in, in, in lieu that we are what God has created us to be, sons and daughters of the King. Jesus came to the earth, fully God and fully man, son of God. And what did he say? Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will Find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our rest isn't found in a destination. It's not work two months like crazy and go away for a weekend and everything's better. We need to find this rhythm of rest that God has set forth for us 
to remind us not only that we're not slaves, but remind us of our identity in him who created us. Guys, I was telling you earlier, as the worship team comes, uh, I was telling you earlier that I was meeting with my church planning coach. And uh, I was saying that I felt like I was so tired and I just was not any good, I was not a good husband, I was not a good father, I was not a good pastor. And I, this tiredness had just consumed me. And I said, I felt like my leadership team at the church was just tired too. And he said, that's because they're following your example. And I really rejected that at first, to be honest. I walked away from that meeting, and my church planning coach, even his wife, was chiming in. She was like, why don't you go on a sabbatical? Why don't you take the month of July and give all your volunteers the month off? And just worship. Just, just worship and, and just give simple words. And I walked away from that dinner, and I told Kim, I was like, there's no way in heck I'm doing that. <laughs> what, what if somebody new comes that's never been here before? <laughs> They're going to think we don't have awesome child care, which we do. What if, what if, what if? I made excuses for about two weeks. One thing after another. And I finally said, okay, God. Okay, let's break this cycle of endless chaos. Let's break this cycle of of leading from a place of exhaustion. Because the truth is, you will be such a better leader, such a better mother, father, husband, whatever, if you are operating in your role from a place of rest. And I'm not talking about sleep, although I love to sleep. (laughs) This isn't like husbands, oh, Jason told me to rest, so I'm going to go take a nap. Now, guys, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying rest looks like being in your Bible. Rest looks like praying. Rest looks like being with the Lord. Rest looks like putting the phone down. Preach. Instagram and Facebook can wait. Be with the people you love. That's rest. Be fully present. That's rest. 
So as we continue to unfold this series, I ask you to keep an open mind because I did not have an open mind at first. And uh, we have some really special words coming in the next few weeks. And I ask you, embrace this time. Embrace this time as the mission family. We may never have another time like this. I don't know. I, never, I should never say never, because that always gets me in trouble. But, but, um, but I want you to just embrace this time of rest. We're pressing pause. And no, notice that we didn't say we're pressing stop. Because stop means stop. Pause means you're going to start back up again. So... I want to pray, and I want us to just walk away from this time remembering that we are not what we do. We are not what we have. We are people that God, the Father, the the giver of life, cared so much about that He sent His only Son to the earth to die on a cross for our sins. So let's just everybody bow your heads and let's pray. Father, we take a deep breath and we breathe you in, Lord. As the weeks unfold, Lord, I pray that you would bring things to mind, God, that are holding us back from you. Lord, that you would help us to evaluate our our schedules and our uh, obsessions with being busy, Lord. That we would sacrifice good things for, for greatness, Lord. Your greatness, Lord. God, that uh, you would remind us day in and day out that we no longer have to make bricks endlessly. That we don't need to own the biggest and best thing, Lord. Father, that we can rest in you, that you are the provider, giver of life. That you would speak to our hearts this week. That we would find refuge in you, God. That there would be a quiet rebellion against this endless, chaotic society that we live in, God. That we would set a day aside. Lord, to to just stop. We love you, Lord. And as the ushers come forward, 
We pray over our tithes and offering today, God. And we say, Lord, Lord, we give not because we are required to give, Lord, but we give with radical generosity knowing that you use every penny that is given to increase your kingdom. So we give, Father, with the, with the knowledge, God, that you will use it how you see fit. Thank you for this time in your presence. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. You are listening to the official podcast of The Mission Redlands. For more information, visit us at themissionredlands.com.